The Lave Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 339 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix of Fire, uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, and otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Weird to be back in the OG universe. We also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Um, unfortunately, tonight we would um, Commander Psykit uh, and uh, her husband unfortunately have been involved in a bit of a car bump. Um, from what we've heard, they're they're fine, just a little shaken up, but obviously they can't uh, take part in tonight's show. Uh, so in order to replace um, uh, Psychic temporarily, we have Commander Crash. Thanks, Commanders. Welcome back, who has uh, kindly... Um, agreed to step in at the last moment and be all squeeful. I think. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. If you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game in open. Uh, ben, I do believe, is hanging around the orange sign of bar near Lave. Uh, oh, no, the, the uh, Lave station. Be, I'll be at the bar. I might be at the station. I might be. I'll He's be in Lave this time. Obviously, our thoughts and wishes go out to uh, Psychit and Mr. Psychit. And, you know, <laughs> we know they're both okay, but, you know, we're still thinking of them. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'll be. I'm hanging out um, uh, for once around um, Jameson's memorial. So if you're in Shunatra Desra, say hello. Try not to bump me. Um, I'm taking doing a little bit of an experiment to see whether or not I've I'm barking up the wrong tree about something. Anyway, um, 
If you can't join us in game, you can always join us on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat uh, or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or laveradio on YouTube or laveradio on Facebook. So um, we will quickly go round the team today and, and see what they've been up to for the last week. So this week we'll start with Commander Shan. Hello. Um, right, future Shan. I know you're driving your car when you're listening to this, so please don't break the speed limit too much and be really careful around roundabouts. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I haven't had a too bad week, really. Um, busy work, usually. Uh, I haven't really played much of the, the alpha. I'm kind of at the stage of the alpha where I don't want to overdose on it because it takes your experience away when it goes live so i haven't really done that much really i've been been kind of getting all the little jobs out of the way you know the sorts of things that's been hanging around to do that you think oh, i really must do whatever so i've been getting those out of the way gave myself a clear run for release mm-hmm. excellent uh ben what have you been up to for the last week I think the most thing I've actually been doing is collecting Sea of Thieves Twitch shop drops for, for myself and my son. And that's it. Uh, I've been, I've not really been playing a lot of of the Odyssey Alpha. I have to admit, um, the the exploration mechanics, as I might have alluded to last week, didn't do a lot for me. Um, so I didn't really feel any strong inclination to go and try more of them out. Um, so yeah, I've basically I've been pretty much chilling, um, playing Pizza Delivery Man in Ro- in Roblox, playing Minecraft, and playing uh, playing Sea of Thieves. So you reverted back to being a nine year old then, Ben? Well, I've reverted back to playing with my son. Okay, family time is always important. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Crash, nice to have you back on. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, what have you been up to for the last Phil since Ooh. the last time you've been here? Uh mostly alpha, alpha, alpha. Yeah, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit hooked on it, I must admit. But I, I'm kind of in that same sort of position that Shan was mentioned there where I don't want to do too much more to spoil the experience. So I kind of got back onto the the actual purpose of what I should have been doing in Alpha and testing things. So silly little things like seeing how high I can get on the back of a cobra and things like that before it's oh, leaping I off. That on Friday. That was, <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. You you have to fill in the listeners, Crash, because I, I that was one of the best best bits of science I've seen in ages. <laughs> so we 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 found uh, Aramis and I discovered that if I am in an SRV on top of a ship, you're protected from the the thrusts that would normally kill you on foot. And as long as the ship stays stationary when you get to altitude, you can actually disembark the SM, SRV. So we were seeing, you know, how how. How the fall damage works. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I take it uh, the jetpack doesn't break your fall enough to stop you going splat. If, if you do literally, like a like the actual term is a suicide burn, and if you do it, you can just about survive from a couple of kilometers up. <laughs> so it's like the uh, theory that if you jump when the lift is about to crash, <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah, yep, they I proved that. They Busted proved that. Some myths. <laughs> yeah, they proved that wrong in in MythBusters. It goes to prove that you can't rely on Bugs Bunny physics for uh, saving your life, doesn't uh, so it? So hang on, just fill this in. So why doesn't that work? Because if you're in midair, is it because the lift collapses and crushes you, and you can't say you can't it, time it, it well enough, or is it? 
It's it's not a case of timing it well enough. You are still carrying on at the same velocity as the lift is falling. That you cannot you there's no way there's enough um equal and opposite energy forced by your jump to counteract the uh the speed you're already going down at. You can't jump up at nine point five meters per second squared. Exactly. Well that's blatantly wrong because Crash did it on his stream on Friday. Well I, I, yeah, like you said, he had a jetpack. Um, I'm quite sure that, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Jonathan Tea Time is is uh, quite right by seeing the the, com, uh, the conservation of momentum. Yeah, is, the conversation of momentum. Yeah, that's the one. Is there a lift at LaceCon? You could try it and prove me wrong. No, I think it's all stairs. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all just one. It's just one decent floor. There's not enough. There's not enough space for us to do it. Well, we've got upstairs. We could go up to the up to the. There's a couple go of meeting to, rooms upstairs go, in the bedrooms. Go, go up to the roof and then jump off, and then try and jump up before you hit well, the ground. Do you, if you've got a jetpack that I can borrow, I will happily. I'll happily try that. Oh dear! But I want proof. We, of we need a control. We, we we need a, we need a control first. So try you, without you can be the control. First. No, I'm I'm the I'm the impartial observer. No, no, no. Uh, it's your idea, Shan. I think it, you're the one that has to do it. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, it I didn't think does. so. Um, well, let's see. I've had an, an interesting uh, week in Elite Dangerous, I must admit. Um, I have actually enjoyed the the alpha, um, but like you say, I've, I've had to walk away from it at the moment because otherwise I, I think I'd burn out on it. And we'll, we'll discuss a few issues about what, what's been happening anyway unfortunately i do have to to um <coughs> I, I had a bereavement my um my wonderful ed tracker pro uh, has gone the way of the dodo and um which is a bit of a shame because it's, it's quite a nice uh head tracker which means i don't have to get the full vive out but the other problem was it took my all my key bindings with it because <laughs> it, it's all set up on the custom one and as soon as those uh, it can't detect exactly the same key binds that you're used to it reverts back to the x the the, the custom binds just go and so was that under warranty or is it is it so oh, no. the 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 company the guys that used to run um ed tracker no longer exist they've wound it up um so if you've got an ed tracker then um goodie for you <laughs> um, good old Commander Brumster. He he, uh, he walked away from that company quite a while ago before uh, that it got wound up. And I do know that he still supports uh, the software and the drivers that you might need for it. But unfortunately, um, the it's it's uh, it's a DIY job again. I think they've they've made a, the plans available for it, but um, buying one is. Uh, is no longer an option. Did you want an alternative, or have you got an alternative? No, oh, I've got an alternative. I'm fine. Um, you sure? Because I, I know exactly where you can get a really good one. I'm hesitant to say go on then. I'll send you a link. No, uh, Elvis Minishan got one for his DCS for life well, tracking. So he's he's got he's a lot of research in it. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm not missing it that much, so uh, it's, it's it's fine. Oh, it's it's got a D, fine. I got now. It's got a D land clip. Gamer Plus. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm now getting uh, messages over Discord saying, I've got a spare one. <laughs> Don't um, offer it the cost. Sell it. Don't give him it. Oh, what are you like? Give a marker. Pretend it's oxygen. Um, what the and, what are you like? Apart from that, I'm. Uh, uh, let's see. I've had a little bit of time in, in Star Wars Squadrons again because sometimes you just need to shoot down Tie Fighters. Uh, and uh, oh, what else would? Oh, Final Fantasy Twelve. I have. I have now decided that I want to try Final Fantasy Twelve, which apparently is the last good one before Final Fantasy Fifteen. I thought Seven was the last good one. Well, no, the Seven's not available for the PC, is it? The, it re- was. the remaster's not available to, for the for the PC, and that's the one I really want to play. Well, the remaster's only the first chapter, isn't it? Well, they have, yeah, I haven't yeah. made the rest of it yet. Yeah, no, they haven't made the rest of it, and uh, um, I'm hoping that it drags out as long as possible because I, uh, from what I've seen, I am jealous of anybody who's got a PlayStation. This is the only time I've been jealous of anyone with a play. The PlayStation, to be honest. Anyway, um, where were we? Yes, um, let's go with the development news. Well, it's been quite an eventful week, to be honest. Um, on Thursday, they have uh, officially announced the release date. On the 19th of May 2021, Odyssey will be released on Steam on the Epic Store and at the Frontier Store. So um, they've been thanking us a lot for the the feedback that uh, we've provided so far. And they'll be continued to collecting the feedback for Alpha Phase 4, which starts um, Wednesday the 28th, otherwise tomorrow. Good timing for us, eh? Um, so apparently you can still pre-order the Odyssey uh, and get the, the, the exclusive Pioneer suit skin. Um, I don't know when that runs out, but uh, it should be still available until those the the alpha, which is supposed to end on April the thirtieth. But they've extended the alpha until um, oh, I think it, I think it's a week on Thursday. Yeah, so, they, cha- they changed what was in phase four, didn't they? Because lots of people, when it was announced last week, we were told, "Oh, you only get the one ship." Yeah, but now right. you can get all your ships. Yeah. Um, originally, we thought it, we were getting the entire galaxy uh, plus uh, for us to walk around in. But no, Phase 4 is still the 50-light-year bubble that we've got in Phase 3. So did so, they say what happens if you're more than 50 light-years away? Do you get uh, moved back? Par- you apparently, you get moved into the closest place where you are in the ship that you're in. Okay, and no fleet carriers? No fleet carriers because... Um, they, they they think it'll be far too many fleet carriers in such a small area. So what happens if you're a fleet carrier at Dulwichir, do they say? Uh, they didn't say anything about that. I, so I what happens if you're in a fleet carrier mm-hmm. and you've got all your ships and mm-hmm. it's a Friday? Mm-hmm. You're screwed. Shut up. Move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Phase four starts tomorrow for approximately a week. Um, now, also today we had um, a wonderful little um, live stream, and it was being quite an eventful live stream because uh, not only did we have uh, Zach and Bruce, uh, but Piers Jackson, the the games 
director and uh, the wonderful Dr. Kay Ross uh, were both on uh, on stream giving a rundown of how things have been progressing with the alpha and showing some, uh, I'm just saying this personally, uh, some really nice screenshots of uh, what we're to look for in the new planetary tech, which uh, was, was quite interesting. There was also um, Twitch drops, which was the purple suit, I believe, which is, if you hadn't had a purple suit, there was another chance for you to get the purple suit. Purple suit, and we also got a nameplate as well. Oh, did we? Oh, damn, we I did. missed that then. Is this a purple, shiny, squeaky suit? I'm going to say yes, even though it's not. Mm. Just, to, um, just to let your fantasies build up there, Shan. So um, we'll go into uh, more detail about what they discuss later. Um, so uh, the other thing, the other couple of things to point out was that has either of you noticed, anybody noticed that the Elite Dangerous website has had an update? Ooh, tell no, us I more. Haven't. Wow. Um, yes, they've, they've gone and uh, you'll find a, a, an Odyssey-themed redesign for the entire uh, for the entire website. Also, including um, changes made to the Galnet feed, which um, took me by surprise when I was updating things earlier. So, yes, um, obviously, head over to EliteDangerous.com if you want to have a look at that. Um, so, uh, let's go into a bit of a dive about. Uh, uh, the Twitch stream that happened today. Um, first of all, I'll just go around the team just getting their impressions about uh, how the live stream went today. So, uh, Ben, did you catch it? And what did you think? I caught it. I thought some of Pierce's comments were really interesting, um, especially some of the reasons that they've made for why they've done the the breakup of the phases the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how he tried explaining trunk and branches to to people. Yeah. Um, you know, we know what he's on about being developers, but not everybody does. Um, and explaining how, yes, you know, we're on this version of the game that was taken probably about six to eight weeks ago now. And there is six to eight weeks worth of bug fixes in the version that's going to be going live on the was it 19th of May, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, live is going to be going live on the 19th of May. But we ain't seen any of them. And no. he's trying to explain why. And I thought that was good. Uh, good. And I was also very pleased to hear that in the alpha, we'd only seen one of was it one of the styles of the outposts in the betas or something like that? And that they do have others. Or at least that was my takeaway from one of the things he said. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. That could have been me having wishful thinking. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, and K is awesome, as always. I can, I can gush about K if you want, or I can, we can move <laughs> on. Uh, I think we'll move on for the moment. Um, uh, uh, Shan. Have uh, you had a chance to see it yet? I haven't yet, but I've read through the notes. Uh, there's a few things prop, you know, jumped out to me, really. Um, the first of all, that uh, Piers said on the uh, on the stream he'd been with Frontier for 16 months. Mm-hmm. So if he's the lead designer of Odyssey, I wonder how much of old design of Odyssey was left over. How, has he simply inherited Odyssey and improved it? Or... 
did they go back and ditch Motorola, obviously, and did it to Piers' vision? So that's one question I think that's uh, I'd like to know the answer to. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think we ever will. No, but it's, it's, a, it's interesting to speculate, isn't it? Um, the other thing is when they said six to eight weeks, and I don't know. I, 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 see, um, we'll come on to this in the, main, in the main topic, but there seems to be an awful lot of work for them to do to hit the 19th to make the game as slick and polished as we hope it is. Mm, okay. Um, Crash, did you catch it? And what did you think? Uh, yeah, little bits and pieces. Uh, Frontier have got this uh, terrible habit of putting things on usually when I'm either in the middle of a conference call or cooking tea or something like that. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch all of it, but I did get quite a bit of it. I think, like you said, it was nice that they tried to explain the development process. It's something that I'm always trying to explain to people that, you know, we've got these different branches from different points in time. And just because you don't see progress from step one to two to three to four, that doesn't mean there isn't progress happening somewhere. It's just we don't have visibility of it. But yes. um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was nice. Um, but definitely the stuff with, with Dr. K. I could listen to Dr. K for hours about relay scattering and, and things like that <laughs> and have a, have a full-on conversation. I would love to, love to sit down and talk to her about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, the the upshots for me were, were certainly the fact that... Um, Obviously, that the alpha that they've got is actually a cut down version of Odyssey, so that means that there is a. I'm hoping that there's a lot more in Odyssey uh, when it releases than what we've seen in the alpha, um, especially stuff about the planetary tech. We were discussing about the planetary tech last week and how the discovery scanner makes the you know the the, the horrible color schemes that they've got during the alpha well i'm quite relieved to hear that that's going to change um i mean dr ross showing off the um the planetary tech in, in its full glory was absolutely fantastic there were some absolutely stunning vistas which um I, I think we can show from um from time to time um and uh yeah i i was partially reassured by um uh, from what they were discussing. And I must admit, I am looking forward to uh, the actual release now. But I'm, this is going to sound a bit weird, but I'm not actually looking forward to Phase 4 tomorrow. Does I, that I, sound I, odd? No, no, I think I get what you mean. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, because the trouble is because your progress won't be carried over. I, I think like Phase 4 is almost like it's it's almost the final package of what we're going to be seeing. Uh, so it's kind of like you want to play it, but at the same time, it's like if the progress isn't going to get taken over, so why would you continue? Did they, um, or have they improved performance that you saw on the stream? Because one of the one of the comments people have made was how the performance, certainly on the ground, seems to be less than, less than, yeah. less than what they thought it might be. But did, have I, they improved it by the, by the looks of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, like incrementally from each phase, I have seen a, 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 an improvement in performance. I think the first build, I was like sub 20 FPS in some locations on a station. And that went from like, you know, 30, 40, 50 uh, as it was starting to go up on each phase. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll agree with Cat Crash on this one. Phase one, my machine was grinding like... Uh, <laughs> it was grinding harder than Ben when he needs his coffee beans. Um, but 
Um, but phase three has there been relatively go, Just for you. What? Just for Fair you, Brian Mavines. <laughs> that's, that's not exactly what I was wanting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that... And if this is still on a build, um, on a build that's eight weeks old, um, I, I hope that what we're eventually going to see in a, in a few weeks' time is going to be, um, well... Both Kay and Pierce iterated, reiterated several times that the version that is the current trunk is mm-hmm. seriously optimised over what we've been playing. Right. Well, now, uh, I'll, I'll, it'll be nice and I'll believe it when I see it. Yes. But, you know, that's what we've been, that's what we've been advised. Yeah, that's that. That's right. So we'll we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens tomorrow with phase four. And uh, well, I'll, I'll probably give it a sort of a you know a couple of hours, but then I'll I want to head back to the main game because I've, I've there, there's a, there's quite a few things happening in the main game at the moment. Um, also on Thursday there is the mail slot mayhem. Um, they've been seeing all commanders executing slick moves around the mail slots in, in Starports, and they want to show them off on stream. So uh, they're going to try and attempt some of those tricks themselves, uh, and we'll be bringing some guests on to show them how to how to dock properly. So this is this is crashing your speed docking, is it? <laughs> oh, I miss doing that. <laughs> yeah. Do you still hold the record? Oh goodness, no, no! I I was quickly surpassed. Um, I think I was I was featured on the PC Gamer article, and then within like an hour or two after that, I think someone else had already bl- blown past my record. Excellent. Well, it's not excellent, but still. <laughs> um, right. Was there any hi- other highlights that anyone wants to raise about the uh, uh, the live stream that happened today? Nope. Okay. Right. Um, well, let's have a look at the in-game events which have been happening this week. Um, on the 21st, uh, the headline was that the federal surveillance has identified several domestic terrorists. Uh, but it turns out these are minor, um, how shall we put it, not exactly uh, important uh, terrorist groups, which were of a very minor threat, sort of like scarists. Scarists, yes. <laughs> um, Akron Delaney's Starport campaign has concluded successfully, so there will be uh, new Starports appearing everywhere. Um, now, this was interesting. The current community gold is Aegis has now appeared for Guardian artifacts for research. Now, this could do. I've seen on. I've heard other people speculate that this could be because um, we might need some weapons to deal with Thargoids from a foot perspective. I'd just use a big can of raid. I <laughs> uh, see. So you, you're basically going to take Thargoids on with a bug spray? No, I'll I'll take off and don't fire the sight from orbit. It's the only way <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> Isn't that essentially the mycoid virus, Phil? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it doesn't work anymore, though, does it? The mycoid virus, because we get actually, in the cure. We don't. We don't. N- no, ah, I don't think no, we did we it You see, you've got to also remember that the lore that happens in Frontier First Encounters has been kind of retconned. No, not again. No, it always has been. We, I mean, Alan was involved in um, a lot of the, the 
that's yeah, I know I couldn't remember which way round it was, whether they'd uh, whether we delivered them the cure for the mycoid or whether no, we just let them run right. The bad ending of of first encounters is the right ending. Is that? Yeah, that's the canon ending. Yeah, yeah. No, not the not the not the, the Scooby Doo ending. Scooby Doo ending. Doodly doo, doodly doo. It was Raven. It was that old man Shan. We should have known. That's where Sandro's gone. He's got like a latex mask on, and he's working. <laughs> he's working behind the uh, the bar at Sedgwick Inn, Sedgwick Hall. The they've gone. <laughs> Um, well, on the 23rd, um, Shadow Prince, President Winters has now claimed that the uh, civilian surveillance is illegal and is doing nothing to stop the MNL, MM, NMLA terrorists as they use a different form of communication. Uh, and then something big dropped on Monday. The neo monolists have exposed Hadrian Duval that's the emperor's nephew, I believe, who should have been in line of the throne but wasn't, um, as the appropriate NMLA leader. Now, apparently, this is unconfirmed by ACT, and uh, we'll have to wait and see if there's any response from either the imperial authorities or ACT themselves. Um, there has not been a denial as of yet. Uh, you guys, a quick question about that, actually. Okay, go on, Ben. So, would you like Prince Adrian Duval to always have been an evil mastermind genius, mm-hmm. or would you rather he's just being a patsy, or would you rather it was Agatha all along? <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention this. It's Agatha all along because apparently it's supposed to be his uh, his his wife that has recruited him into it about a year ago. Mm. It, it was. It's very, very. Which lends him to be him into being a patsy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could just be mudslinging, and uh, you know, people just saying, "Oh, look, he's a, he's one of them." And you feel this is all getting a bit like Home and Away or Neighbours or something. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's not. I, well, it's not. I actually quite like this. This kind of. Um, toing and froing and politicking that's happening in the background. Um, I thought bit, Ben was going to say it was Ashling all along. At the weekend. <laughs> it was Ashling all along, yeah. Um, and of course, the, they've had um, a new article today about the Galactic, galactic Mysteries. Uh, the, oh, <laughs> what's the name of that ship? Which the Anamaster or the... Hef- yeah. That's the one. Yes, the big one down by where the the uh, uh, the dredger was. Apparently, the dredger and the Hephaestus <laughs> has disappeared. Um, but there is a um, uh, one of those uh, radio beacons down there for people to uh, to read the logs, if you like. Mm. Uh, in other news, the Anti-Xeno Initiative, they are doing the Divergent Marksman slash Markswoman event, which is in progress at the moment. Um, the anti- Sorry, Colin, before you get that, I've, what's people's feeling on the storyline at the moment? Because my, my home and away comment was semi-tongue-in-cheek, because it does seem as though they're making it up as they go along at the moment. Really? I think it is, this is certainly be. it feels to me like this has been planned. And to, to be honest, I'm, uh, 
I don't know. It just feels like when, you know, when, when you're a kid, you, you do round robin storytelling. And, you know, one person says a, a paragraph and then the next person has a go. And it just goes round and round. And, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't really see where it's leading at the moment. A couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, there was a thread for that. Yeah, there was a thread. Well, it wasn't that sort of. Oh yeah, there was, but it it wasn't it wasn't Drabbles. It wasn't. No, it was pre-Drabble. It was pre-Drabble. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think so. I think they're rea- they are actually making things up as they go along, but um, it's in reaction to what the community has already done. There are times we we could have uh, overturned the uh, Imperials, but we chose to side with the Imperials against the Marlinists, which is why um, they've all run over to, uh, you know, the colonies and things like that. I think they're doing a good job reacting to the community. Um, I'm going to trust off on this in that he's told us he's got a plan. He's told us he's got, you know, basically a flowchart of where the story can go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'll trust off that he, he, he's got an idea. See, if I, was, if, if I was a devious person, which I'm not, but if I was a devious person, I would push the story in certain directions by giving better rewards for the preferred storyline I wanted and not so it went and did what I didn't want or what I hadn't prepared for. So there's a way uh, of you, guiding play. You basically, yeah. you are a railroading GM. I don't think that uh, that Arth is a railroading GM, if you like, and he's prepared to let the community decide um, how the story would will unfold. And I, to tell you the truth, I, um, I'm quite enjoying it at the moment. The first rule of being a GM is accept the fact that your players will take the story that you spent months developing mm-hmm. and then turn left at the beginning instead of right. It just <laughs> falls out the window. Yeah, you, you can stack it as much as possible with gold off to the right and you'll still have the players go, ooh, what's off to the left? Uh, yes, no scenario survives contact with the player group. Ah... Uh, Anyway, back to um, the anti-Xeno initiative. Uh, they are doing the Divergent Marksman slash Markswoman event. Uh, now, the AXI community has long taught consistency and recently added velocity to the skills it teaches commanders. And now it's time to add accuracy to the list of to the list with the Divergent Marksman slash Markswoman. The people. Uh, Players involved with this have to kill a Medusa in as few shots as possible while dealing with the notorious forbidden convergence of the Imperial Clipper. Wow. Taking on a Thargoid in an Imperial Clipper when the guns are that far apart. It's, that, that is a challenge. So um, if you are interested in doing this, pop over to the anti Xenial Initiative um, uh, Discord or go on their website and uh, uh, contact the details there. Couldn't they have saved a lot of typing by calling him a marked being? A marked being? They yeah. could. I'd have just called them a Marxist, to be honest. I can't get my head around this newspeak. Right. Okay. Well, um, it has come to that time of uh, day again. Door alert! 
Store alert is they are releasing the Imperial Clipper Asthmetic Paint Job Scheme, which are, is available in the store now. I must admit, anything that that uh, makes an Imperial Clipper look nice, I'm I'm going to be a sucker for. So I might actually splash out on that one. Asthmetic does it mean it runs out of breath really easily? <laughs> no, you're thinking of an asthmatic ant, aren't you? With heavy shopping. So I've just got a picture of OA now sort of unloading his shopping trolley from B&Q or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay, then. Um, will anybody else be buying one of those? It looks quite cool, to be fair, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like it. I think any one of the paint jobs, which is more kind of asymmetric, got a bit of uh, style to it. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, but they couldn't. Them. The first set of paint jobs, they couldn't do it, could they? You had to have symmetrical paint jobs, but when they improved the tech, they could now do asymmetric. So we're seeing a greater variety of mm. paint jobs. So yeah, I quite like this one. It's sort of like a, it looks like the, uh, the 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 cutter's got to its hand and like put Braveheart style war paint. <laughs> <laughs> it's not blue enough. Not blue. Anyway. Now you make me want. I was going to say you are making me want a white and blue one or a blue and white one or something. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, I do like the black and white one though. The one that's more black and then with the white streaks. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I, ooh, I think I might get sucked into getting a couple of those. Although, if I was being a bit rude, it, I, I would say it looks like they ran out of paint and <laughs> just stopped. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Um, Well, I think on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with our main discussion after some adverts. The Federal Navy. We want you for Adventures Unlimited. Just last week, I was mixing Sidewinder Slammers at a seedy space bar. I wasn't even pilot registered. And now I have a ship and a basic starting mission for the Federal Navy. Owing to recent actions in the Lave region, the Federal Navy now seeks to recruit another 1,000 entry-level pilots. We need you to add your strength to our military machine. I'm going to see the galaxy. We have missions for all pilots, regardless of combat experience or flight hours. Come and talk to us and we'll get you on the military ladder. Join the Federal Navy. Make a real pilot of yourself. Or die trying. Wait, what's that? Is that is that a ship coming? Are they looking for me? What do they? Lave Radio. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. This is 
is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> and welcome back. Well, um, as we, uh, as um, Arthur and uh, Gareth and, and uh, Dr. Ross has all dropped massive hints that uh, what we've seen in Odyssey so far has not been the entire product. Uh, we thought we'd ask our, our esteemed panel uh, what we think Frontier have yet to reveal that's an odyssey, such as, you know, new ships, SLVs, is there new tech that, that we'll be like to see? So I think we'll go around each of the crew uh, just to hear some rampant speculation. And of course, we'll start with our guest. Oh, who better to start with speculation? Yeah, that's what we want. We want, we want rampant speculation here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was quite surprised at some of the things that they were talking about today. I mean, I had my suspicions. It's something I've been considering for a while that, you know, they can't just be the three or four settlement types that we've seen so far. Uh, and I think that's near as damn it been confirmed now. I think there was a lots of hints and nods uh, that, that there are going to be a lot more variations in settlement layouts. Uh, and and the, you know what we're going to see on them, so that, that I'm really looking forward to if that if that turns out to be true, because I think that's definitely the one thing that I find in the alpha at the moment that um, kind of makes it feel too samey after after a certain amount of time that like you get used to the locations of where the power building is and so on and so forth. So I think yeah, having having more variation on the ground is something I'm really going to be uh, you know two hundred percent in for. <laughs> um. Crikey, so many other things. I mean, definitely, we mentioned the uh, the different planetary pictures that we've we've shared tonight, and uh, we, we posted up. Yeah. Um, there's there's you know some really nice looking things there because uh, that was one of the things I felt I say disappointed, but I was a little bit surprised when I was looking at some of the planetary detail and the atmosphere types didn't match up with what I was seeing in the color. Um, yes. I think, but then Dr. Casey mentioned that um, some people have only seen one or two atmosphere types and then she uh, owned up and admitted that yep we don't actually have those shaders in the alpha which i thought well that's brilliant that's great that's great news because that means that they have been working on it <laughs> yes 
I mean, right. I must admit that the, the, where I have been uh, on, on an atmosphere, uh, when the sun has hit the area, it does look absolutely stunning. stunning. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people were thinking it, it after a while it started to look samey. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've got this variety coming, I think, is is what's needed. Really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. And that, that, that was one of the things I, I was like really buying for. And I was kind of thinking, you know, they mentioned the stuff about trunks and branches and all that stuff today. And, I, you know, as Ben mentioned, you know, we, most of us are developers, so we kind of we kind of get what it's all about. But, you know, I've been trying to reassure people that I think they had more internally than they were willing to show in the alpha. It's just, you know, we weren't going to see it all on day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Chan, uh, did you... What do you think they've still got to reveal? Um, well, we, we know there's a few other things they've said that's in there that they didn't mention on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were things like um, plasma weapons. So we know we've got plasma weapons to come. Yes. Um, we know we've got different sorts of engineering to come. So there's that. Um, what I think they do, I... I I'm trying to differentiate my mind between what I think we'll get and what I want us to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we will have some kind of on-foot Thargoid encounter. Um, because why wouldn't why wouldn't you? Um, are we doing what we want to be in there this week, or are we? Well, I, I, I'm going to move, I'm going to move on to Ben and then come back to to okay. what you really want later. Okay, um, Ben. Oh, one of the things I'm following on a bit from what Karash was saying with the variety of settlements, I am going to engage in a bit of wishful thinking and desperate hope that we've also only seen one type of social hub. Mm, yes. And I, I pray, I hope, I beg, and I scream, and all that stuff that, with release, we will get a variety of social hub. Heaven forbid, we might even see a social hub that actually realises it's not in, in gravity. Please! <laughs> Yes, yeah that that would that would certainly put Suverine's mind at ease, wouldn't it? Suvan and mine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, personally, I'm hoping that uh, we saw just a tiny amount of the fauna and uh, and other plants that we could scan with the discovery scanner, and that there was a lot more variety to come. Because yeah, it, it was impressive for the the time we looked at it, but um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that that's that's on its way. Um, so, next question I think I'll ask is, um, what would you really want? And this is this is what Shan wanted to to go with, so we'll go with Shan first. Um, I was going to say, Colin, we haven't had your spec your turn first. You need to say you what you want. Oh uh, no, no, no. Uh, okay, well, okay. What I what I what I want, what I really really want, is um, I want complexity and nuance in the combat and in the game mechanics. And what I mean by complexity is I don't just mean 
shoot it with a laser weapon until it shields it down, then shoot it with a kinetic weapon until it dies. That's not real complexity. I, I, I just I want something that's different. There are you know like for the for the NPCs. They work differently. Some of them have specific skills and mechanics and stuff like that that presents more than just an accuracy challenge to the players. Um, so it's just more complexity. Uh, for what I've seen at the moment, and I'm going to paraphrase, I think it, it seems about an inch wide and an inch deep at the moment. And I'm thinking it can't be that. But how, and I know we talk about Flagwoods and there's more to come, but even that only expands it a little bit. I just want more complexity. Interesting. Um, Crash, what is there something there that you really, really want to come out? Guns, lots of guns. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. I want to play with more pew pew, definitely. So yeah, more more areas to uh, fight in would be great. But yeah, I want to. I want to try some more of these weapons because I think that would that would you know really add some interesting depth uh, to the gameplay. Because we've only really like like Sham was saying now, we've only really played with the thermal and kinetic weapons. I want to know you know what difference does it make having a plasma? You know, being able to do a little bit of both at the same time. And oh my goodness, I would I would so love a railgun. I want to be able to snipe people. Please, Frontier, please. Yes, yeah, that's one of uh, Psykit's favourite um, requests at the moment. And uh, we all know how how uh, excited she gets about um, dealing with a headshot from long range. So, Ben, is there something there that you would really want to see in, in uh, coming out with Odyssey? Have I lost Ben? Have you lost me? No, I'm still here. It just helps if I actually press the button, not think I've pressed the button. Uh, push to push to think, then. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying was I would like to see more SRV types. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, as I've said time and time again, I want a speeder bike. And <laughs> yes. The, I mean, have you, have the cover for last Friday's Sagittarius Eye has exactly what I want on it. Uh, and I didn't even have to ask for that. Uh, but it has, <laughs> it has basically the con- concept art by somebody, I've no idea who, of a skimmer with a great big thruster on the back of it and a commander riding it. And it looks amazing. And I want that. You know, I, you- I so want that. Um, but I also know that other people, they want their space trucks to go and do bulk hauling on a planet and other people want a tank and other people want you know the SRV and for Frontier to just leave their own their, their SRV alone yeah um so more more planetary vehicles you so you you're really wanting more planetary vehicles yeah well i want specifically a bike Specifically, a bike. That's always a good one. Yeah, flying um, bike, flying bike. <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing is about is that I'm 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 hoping that there is going to be a lot more um, to the uh, the planetary scanning, uh, sort of the you know the uh, the 
the plant scanning and the exploration than what we've seen in the alpha. I'm hoping that they've held, they've held something back. I mean, we were discussing about uh, harvesting and, uh, you know, creating your own elements and uh, you know, your own materials from the, uh, from the plants that we were, uh, that you harvest last week. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought that's, that's actually what I would really like. Um, I, David Brabham himself has uh, discussed about the fact that some uh, they want to have some kind of harvesting mechanic in there at some point, which otherwise, you know, why would you want to harvest these poor, beautiful, defenseless animals for their eyelashes? <laughs> um, Shan, you, you've got more wants. I believe. Yes, I mean, I, I, in my thinking about this question, I've had to separate what I want and what I think is plausible to get. Because I think we all want EVAs, we all want ship interiors, we all want the working VR and all the things we've talked about. But being realistic, we ain't going to get that on the 19th of May. Um, so I, I think, and I, I know I mentioned that combat mechanics, but like you, Colin, I want to be able to think I'm part of a bigger universe. There's other things I can do mm-hmm. other than using a cutter to open, open, a, open a lid and hope it doesn't fall in. You know, that's that sort of thing. I want more exploration. I want, I, 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 earlier on the week, I watched Colo, I think it was, her first in hyperdiction. And the sense of wonder and terror on that screen when she was hyperdicted brought me back <laughs> yes. the first time I was hyperdicted. And I want something that brings back that wonder of, oh my God, what on earth is going on here? That sense of wonder, which I think has been lacking a bit recently. Yeah, I, well, that's because basically they haven't added any, anything new that to cause that. The last time I felt that was going around the uh, the Guardian ruins and actually, no, the Guardian beacon. Flying towards the Guardian beacon for the first time and seeing that, I mean, my jaw just dropped because it was it – was, um, and the, the last time that – the previous time before that was the Thargoid bases, especially when we thought we'd started off the next Thargoid war. You but... did. Well, Stephen <laughs> actually did. Uh, yeah, Stephen made the suggestion we actually did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know where you're coming through from that. I mean, we've had a couple of suggestions from the chat room so far. Uh, Commander Brushilov wants a robotic horse. Does that include horse armor that you have to pay for arcs? Isn't there a washing machine in the ship you could use instead of the horse? <laughs> um, Prime Gaming Bitstorm has said more functional crew would be good. Yes, uh, I must admit that having the crewman, your crewman appear next to you and if there's a spare seat would be nice. Um, or do you mean crew that can actually fly a ship? Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting little uh, point, oh, isn't that's it? too much here. Mm. Um, little Biggin, uh, he would like a science car, and he'd like to make it look like the Mister Machine, and he's on board. Uh, f- okay, fine. This is this is getting a little bit more bizarre, but yeah. Um, Crash, anything else that jumps out of your head? I don't. I, I mean, there's little quality of life things that I'd like to see apart apart from like totally outlandish things. I mean, there's lots of things. I'd love to see the Panther Clipper Alex. 
but I, I did really doubt that's something that's going to make it in. I would love to be wrong on that one. Uh, but aside from that, just just little quality of life things would be great, like uh, something to allow me to know where my grenade's going to go when I throw it. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> <to> help. <laughs> that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, okay, Ben. Ben, is there anything there that you think that uh, you'd really like in there? Well, I, I think some people would like a Commander Shan HCS voice pack. Oh what would it say? What would it say? It's, it's like, uh, I hate everything and everything is wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. It would be it would be something like uh, Guild Wars 2 operational or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so suggestions on a postcard. And maybe uh, maybe it won't be the issue of voice card, but if uh, if you people make good suggestions, I will read them out on the yes. show, and you can cut them out and put them into your own voice back. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 quite scary, to be honest. Um, you've got a couple more suggestions, have you? I, I was yeah, going off what Crash was saying about the quality of life stuff. I mean. We, I know I talked about it last week, and I know Psykit vigorously talked about it last week. It was accessibility options. It's being ah, able to customize your HUD. Ah, right, I'm going to have to interrupt, interrupt you here. Is that um, one of the things that uh, that Gareth was talking about was exactly that. They've heard the the complaints about the, the fact that accessibility is an issue. Um and uh, that they are going to be implementing some form of uh, uh, what bigger font? Well, they're going to they're going to put some form of functionality into to help with accessibility. They've, they've heard. Well, that, that's that's good. I'm, I haven't seen the screen, but that that's a real positive step they had. But the other thing I was going to say, which was what Crash was saying, is these quality of life things. Basic emotes, so you don't be able to squat down and, or be able to whisper someone in game or a local chat that's local to, to one room. Bigger space stations where you just get more than one room you can go to. <laughs> Stuff like that that actually makes it seem a bigger place than just a waiting room. Yeah. Oh, funny, funnily enough, someone has suggested that uh, you could talk to uh, Dave Pearson and then you could have a Shan and Cecil voice pack together. He says he'd buy it. Do I get the money or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have to go to special effects, surely. Uh, it would do, yeah. It, it would be. Uh, well, little, Bing, uh, little Big Yin wants to ask, why can't I be a Mesmer? Which for Guild Wars, Guild Wars people knows what that means. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> um, and, and Paul Archer there wants me to say, well, you're not doing that right. <sighs> you, you, if that reminds me of when you were, uh, if, if you played some of these uh, old Discworld games and you had Eric Idle as Rincewind, and no matter what you did, you got it wrong. And all he would say is, you didn't do that right. You didn't do that right, and you wanted to punch. Him. I'm not that negative. I'm not that negative about stuff. If, if you listen, I've actually been really complimentary this week. <laughs> Just like you weren't controversial last week. I wasn't controversial. Did, did you have any complaints about my controversy last week? We never get any complaints about your controversy any week. Well, then I can't be controversial, can I? <laughs> or people just expect it of you. Well, the thing the, the, there was a um, there is a saying that if you're uh, if you're not getting people complaining, 
you're not doing it right. So maybe I, maybe I should try and get lots of complaints this week. We do actually, we have a sensible suggestion from uh, Silver Solar who's saying they'd like a PVE flag uh, so they could play in open without the risk of getting ganked. Yeah, that, that's quite a common request in yeah. MMOs I mean, and right. things. I mean, there are... Since, in Elite since ever. I mean, there are issues around that. In that, what you can do is you can uh, you can um, shoot someone, gank them, and then turn the PVE flag on so you can't be got back. Um, but I thought the way Elite does it is actually quite clever with a private group. Yes, it doesn't stop you being ganked, but it does mean you can kick people out who transgress the rules of the private group. So private group is, I would suggest... Something like that. Although, of course, that doesn't stop you falling victim to a uh, a, a grenade um, being thrown at someone else because you can't tell where it went. Oh, sorry, sorry, Ben, I blew oh, you up. I can't oh, tell. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ben, I blew you up. I can't see where my grenades are going. Hmm. I mean, personally, for me, I'm hoping that they do put emotes in. Uh, because at, at the moment, the, the walking around the, the concourse without the ability to, you know, to wave at other commanders or or gesture at other commanders, I think is, is I mean, We're missing I'm, I'm so used to doing it in, in other MMOs. Yeah, you're used to waving at, at other people or or sending them daft things. Uh, I mean, I that, know. In a certain other space game, I've got a button. Yeah, you know, I've got a macro button that basically issues the slash salute command and things like that. Mm. You got macro to do that. Do you well, think yeah. we'll get them on the nineteenth? Do you think we'll get more emotes on the nineteenth? No, I don't. Uh, you know what? I I have to agree with Ben that I don't think we'll get them. It'd be it'd be great if we did. Yeah. Uh, I but I I think hard. it really needs them to be honest. That and a, a way to talk to commanders directly, you know. We're meant to be able to just press enter, I think, and then type, but you can't, or at least it didn't work for me. But I think if they were going to do macros, I think, and I am purely wild ass speculation based on how they do it in other console games, mm -hmm. there would be a press here to bring up a macro dial. Sorry, to bring up an emote emote wheel. Yeah, and then select the ma the emote you want to release, just like we've got those other wheels now. Because of course we're not basing everything on how consoles do it, rather than how proper games do it. So, do you think we'll get a reworked um, equipment wheel? Do you think we'll get hotkeys for power packs and med kits? I really hope so. My God, I hope so. Yeah, I mean that was one of the the major things and feedback that they took away, wasn't it? That yeah. you know I've, these I've, these kind of things are needed. I mean, I've I got the hang no of the wheel with, without a problem. Yeah, I've no issues with the wheel, and I think it's a good idea. And I can you know I can cope with press and hold Z, say, and then move the mouse around on the assumption it's not jittering around like a jittery around thing. Mm -hmm. Um. So do you think we'll get more variety of missions in terms of how you do them? Because I think to, we will, yeah. To, to be fair, I was getting a bit bored of, oh, let's use my cutter to cut open a panel and hope I've got enough so it doesn't get stuck in the lid. Yes, I think, we, I think we're going to see a lot more. Maybe I think we're going to see a wider variety of missions too. Yeah. 
Um, by the way, did anyone, you know, you know um, there are access panels behind the back of guns and there's access panels mysteriously on roofs or, of outposts. Um, <clears throat> does anybody cut those panels away and, and is there anything to interact with behind them? Because I think I remember trying it in um, in phase two, and there was nothing behind those panels. Oh, some of them, yeah, definitely some of them. Uh, like the oxygen generators and things like that, you can actually turn things on and off. But the settlements tend to have to have power and stuff like that. Right. Okay. That's well, that's interesting because every last time I did that uh, settlement, when I cut the panel away, there was nothing there to interact with, and I just wondered, well, surely they're going to put something in there. Yeah, I think I think it depends on the state of the settlement. Um, some some of the panels do have things behind, but unless the settlement has power, you can interact with them. Uh, unless you've got a, an e breach, you might not be able to actually uh, force it to activate or deactivate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Well, um, I think we've gone round the. Oh, I was just table. looking at some some uh, comments in chat, Colin. Uh, there's uh-huh. a there's a debate going on about. Um, what we think they will add later. Um, Talitha has said the emotes and things, and they personally don't think they're really essential. Mm. Um, and they think, well, they could add them later. Uh, get the game running first, fix bugs, etc. I, I I can see where they're going with that comment, but my worry is is. We, the, there hasn't been a roadmap or hasn't been a horizon star release, you know, where 2.1 was this, 2.2 was that. There hasn't been anything like that. So my, my concern is... Like that yet, have they? Yeah, my concern is what we get in Odyssey is what we'll end up with. So, and are we going to come on to this, Colin? But personally, I feel the 19th of May is way, way too early for them to release it. <laughs> Well, I think that we're going to be getting constant updates until effectively the the console um, the console versions are ready. I, I don't think we're going to end up just with uh, right. That's Odyssey out the door on the nineteenth. Uh, no more fixes, nothing, no more functionality until uh, until then. I think we're going to be they're constantly going to be iterating over and over again. Um, ben. I think actually the console release would be an ideal opportunity for here is 3.1, shall we say, and here's a few new features for 3.1, mm. um, including maybe a emote wheel. Um, and I think you're totally right about... Uh, again, we've said it for a while. I see the PC release through to the console release to essentially be a, an extended alpha or extended beta. Yeah, more like an extended beta, isn't it? Yeah, um, or gamma, I guess, seeing as we're going to be keeping our content, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, Chan. Yeah, the trouble with that approach is you run a real and significant risk of it being another Cyberpunk 77. Um, in that the release for that was rushed out, and it nearly brought down the company. Um, yes, it's a bigger release than uh, Cyberpunk's a bigger release than this, but I think this. Oh, let's get it out of the door and we'll patch it and improve it but later. It's not going out on console, so the console. Well, that, well that's what I'm saying. Is I would what rather we're it. now all the way through with all the bug fixes we're going to be getting between now and October. 
Yeah, but you've told and, everyone it's got a 19th. Sorry, but you've told everyone it's got a live release date of the 19th, so people are expecting it's not coming a out live. Console. We know that. Yeah, but it's out on PC. What I'm saying is, you're setting expectation. It's out on the 19th. If you if you delayed it, the whole thing, until the console came out and launched it as is, here is the launch version. You you don't fall into that trap. I think they need the testing. They are, they need the testing in this large environment in order to be able to find some of these bugs. And I I got no problem with the with being that that kind of tester. And I think that uh, people will probably slate me for this, but I think Odyssey is in a better state than Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was uh, when it was released in uh, just before Christmas. I, I, I seriously do. Crash. I mean, I think it's very similar to what happened with Horizons. When you go back and look at it historically, they, they wasn't on the consoles initially, and we ended up almost being the beta testers for what was going on to uh, the console platform eventually. So I don't have a problem with them doing that. I think it's probably uh, the most sensible approach they can do. Yeah, I mean, that is one thing that they, they haven't done so far is they haven't issued any roadmap for anything coming after the 19th. Um, Shan, would you feel better if they had issued some kind of roadmap? I think so, because as uh, as as they said in, um, I think it's Paul Archer said in chat, they really need to disclose a roadmap because they're selling it as a full release game for the PC on the 19th. They're not selling it as this is Elite version 4, 4.1 is console release, and this 4.2 is Christmas. They're not selling it as that. They're selling it as a completely released game on the 19th. And I think some indication that we've got extra stuff to come other than bug fixes and store alerts, I think would go a long way to allay, well, certainly my fears, yeah. Uh, Why would you expect that Frontier are going to change their strategy of not telling us anything and treating us like mushrooms since... Because I hope they respect their customers. Yeah, but they've, they've not told us any real future plans since... Oh, beyond they did, didn't they? Beyond they told us what they were doing. Yeah, yeah even they, that they was minimal, wasn't it, really? Yeah, but it it was enough to get us. Uh, it was enough to keep us our interest going. They needed. They need to tell people, basically, that okay, audit is done. When the nineteenth happens, we're not walking away from it. We're carrying. We're carrying on working with it because, um, because of some of the releases in the past, people are confidence isn't all that high. Uh, that you know. Yeah. People will it will be continue to work on, and that's that's always been the issue for quite a while. To be honest, I think we know there'll be bug fixes. I think we'll know there'll be bug fixes. But what about balance passes? What about why, why does anybody think there won't be balance passes? I mean, Frontier, this is Frontier are not changing their strategy just because Odyssey's going because to come it out. Took, it took them two years to fix the broken mess that was mining. You know, so. Yeah, it might take them two years to get things out, but why does anyone think they're not going to be working on new features for 3.1, 3.2, We're just not going to find out about them until a couple months ahead of time. Because we'll people sure. like to know. People expect to be told oh. something's coming. You've also got done that for years. 
Yeah, but they also haven't announced anything that, uh, to do with add-ons or uh, things that you can buy with ARCs yet. Now, we know that um, that's part of their strategy for uh, helping to finance the game is to have this kind of enhancement. They're not going to just say, right, that's it, 19th's out the door. Uh, let's walk away and not just maybe give them some ship skins or something. They'll, they'll be working on other things as well. Um, I like this, what my arc has says. Um, um, if, as stated, the devs have started to work on Sleepy Pete's animations since his rise to fame in Alpha, I don't see how they can't have had time to animate some emotes with a simple hotkey or interaction wheel. Um, I'm almost positive they have held a few things back uh, to provide nice surprises. Um, we hope we have as well, and that's what we're really looking at. Um, ben, what's this about the horizons and the season pass? I think one thing that we all seem to be forgetting is that Frontier, at the highest levels, basically meaning David Braben, regretted doing the seasons pass for Horizons. You know, they had to yeah. work out how they wanted to do what they wanted to do instead of that. You know, it's like they, they knew what they wanted to do. They knew we want to release episodic <clears throat> content and periodically we'll ask people for money for it. And we'll keep rolling out content. You'll pay for things in bits and bats. We'll sell stuff on the ARC store. Yeah. And that's basically their strategy. And that strategy hasn't really changed since Elite Dangerous 1 came out. You know, it was, we had all the little incremental updates of 1, then we had Horizons, then all the increments of Horizons, then Beyond... Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. It's just different ways of calling it. And I think we're going to get exactly the same approach with Odyssey. Uh, the only I mean, one other thing, though, that I think it makes no sense for Frontier to turn around and say, hey, guys, in Elite Dangerous Odyssey 3.2, we'll have walking around in your ship in December. Hmm. They're not going to tell us that today, are they? No, they won't. Um, Chan. Yeah, just picking up on what Ben was saying, the if, uh, back in 2016 when they released the Horizon Season Pass, by and large, Season Passes for games weren't a thing. So people didn't really understand it. Now if you buy a Season Pass for a game, well, you, un- you understand you're getting a year's worth of stuff in your game. I, I have to interrupt you there. I have to interrupt you there, Shan, because season passes were very much in the in vogue back then. Uh, but it was only with certain types of games. So most of your sporting games that you had your season pass for those. Yeah, but, I just don't think people got it. That's I, I don't think that was I don't think the mistake was releasing the roadmap for Horizons. I think the mistake was not communicating it in such a way that people got it. Now, going on what Ben was saying about um, putting dates for things, yeah, they won't do that. They won't say it will be in July or it will be in December. But what they did with Beyond, they gave us a progression, 3.1 Crime and Punishment, 3.2 this, this, and this. Yeah, but Frontier regretted doing that. Uh, Horizons, you said. Yeah, they, they did. and they regret locking themselves in for things in Odyssey in Beyond. But why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't we expect them to be committed to something? Because why should we expect uh, them to be committed to something? We've got no right to dictate to them what they should do. Uh, well, well we pay them money. 
Yeah, we have paid their money. Right. Okay, well, the main issue that you have to worry about this is because it is an online game. It's a game as a service. And Mm. people, unless... um, uh, And as as Shan is well aware, as soon as people confidence falls that nothing new is going to happen with this game as a service, then, you know, there's not any more content, then effectively people start drifting away. And the main issue is that you've got to keep people's interest. You've got to get let people know that something, there's more on the horizon at all times in order to to, to keep people interested. Go on, Sean. Um, yeah, I was about to say, you, 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 were, you were right, Colin, because there's a, there's a majority of players, and this sounds a bit rude, but I think of them as content locusts. In I think what that the- should be your new drinking thing, because you mentioned content locusts <laughs> at least twice a bloom in that show. No, no, I'm sure I haven't, I haven't mentioned it for at least three weeks. But anyway, what they do, what they do is new stuff comes out and they swarm to that game and they consume the new stuff as quickly as possible, and then they go looking for the next new stuff and the next new stuff. And there's, you know, there are content creators who don't really mind about new content because they'll play with the cardboard box they've got, etc. But they tend to be in a minority. It's these group of players that you talked about, Colin, who they want to know there's new stuff coming, otherwise they'll move on to something else. Mm. Um, Crash. You've been very yeah. quiet. Do you want to join? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to interfere with the with with the debate that was going on, the heated debate there. But no, I I, I kind of get what you're saying there, Shan, about people that do that. But I think that is that is kind of a general human nature thing. I think that is the majority of people that I've seen. I mean, I felt myself doing it on things as well. Like I will only come in and and try a game. Uh, and then when there's nothing else for me to do in it, then yeah, I will get bored and I will move away. I think that is very much uh, human nature. But um, yeah, it's I, I don't know a good way they can do it. I've, I've always expressed that it's impossible for content creators to keep up with the pace at which content can be consumed. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it, this goes back as far as, as Valve trying to do episodic stuff with like Half-Life 2. They, you know, they had this big plan that they were going to do all these episodes and they got to episode two and, and, and gave up because we know Valve can't count past three. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they realized quickly that there's just no way you can keep up with the rate of content consumption. And, and that's exactly right. Um, but the thing is that if people know, at least in overview, there's something, there's, a, there's going to be a beyond point one, a beyond point two, a beyond point three, as long as they know that and they've got that to look forward to, it, the fact there is this game called Elite won't slip out of their collective conscious. Yeah, pain, uh, pain X, pain or X-Pain-X, rather, uh, he's not too happy with what he's seen so far. He's He said three years of sc- secret squirrel development for a mindless 2015-era space cod clone that doesn't even have a revive mechanic, soulless cardboard cutout stations, a tacton expo mechanic, uh, and that was clearly not thought about for more than five minutes. No VR for legs, so uh, because it's hard to do. Uh, we still can't get up at our ships, make a cup, or, or have any agency with the surrounding surroundings. Uh, because in Odyssey, we are SRP's surface recon people. Well, yeah, crash. 
I, I guess I just have to say, when the, the airlock's over there, I mean, <laughs> you with with anything like this, it's like if if you're not enjoying the game and it doesn't suit you, no one's holding the gun to your head and telling you have to play it. I think that's that's the thing that a lot of people forget that coming into a game is they expect it to entertain them, and when it doesn't do what they want, um, you know, the immediate reaction is you know the game is broken, it's not right, it doesn't do everything. It's like, well, no, it just it doesn't do what you expect. That's that's the way you've got to look at this thing. And if it's not for you, then you know don't don't force yourself to play it. You know you, you take a step away, take a break, come back to it later. Well, I mean, one of the things that I do have to point out is that uh, I think it's the one thing that everybody thought was that as soon as they said space legs, that meant inside ships as well as outside ships. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've split it so that um, it's outside ship only has caused a lot of disappointment. Because I think some people are looking over at No Man's Sky and at Star Citizen and going, why couldn't you have done that? (laughs) (laughs) But the problem is, is that No Man's Sky cheats like crazy, while Elite Dangerous tries to keep some kind of scientific... um, uh, scientific basis and Star Citizen. I mean, how much money has been spent on that as compared to Elite? Anyway, Shan, I, I was just going to agree with what Crash was saying. Is that I think that it's easy for us to assume a game's lifespan is going to be the same as human lifespan. I this is a game we'll be playing forever and ever and ever and ever, or we'd like it to be. But the reality is, is that most games, if they're doing well, last about 10 years before they drop into maintenance mode. So I'm not saying Elite is past it, but it's certainly nearing the end of middle age, shall we say. And if people aren't enjoying it, then don't play it. Find a different game. As, as Crash said, you're not, you don't have to play it every week um, like we do because we're on the radio about it. But... <laughs> You know, it's it's not a, it's not a forever game, and I think if you expect developers to write a forever game, you'll be forever disappointed. Well, it, actually, with this one, uh, I do have to say it can be a forever game because um, you can disappear off into the galaxy, and the, you will come across places which no one else will have seen, and you can carry on just heading out, doing a Halo Jones, heading out into the black again and again and again, finding new views and new planets for you for you to explore. But um, it all depends whether or not that, that kind of mechanic will keep you happy. Ben? If however game, so long as they don't shut the servers down. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> other issue, isn't it? Hashtag offline mode. Hashtag offline mode. Yeah, because this is the other thing that I mean, we're just about to get one of the biggest releases or upgrades in ages, and having people turn around and say, "Oh, the game's uh, the game's coming to halfway th- more than halfway through its life," is is kind of a bit um, disingenuous, really. I think, but uh, yes, yeah, so we've got yes, World of Warcraft is still at seventeen years and going strong. Um, uh- but what's its subscriber base now as compared to what it was five years ago, ten years still ago? Millions. It's still millions. It's still millions, isn't it, Chan? And at the moment, the, the, the from what Frontier was saying, there are more people playing Elite Dangerous than there ever have been um, before. 
at the moment. And when fleet carriers came out, you saw the the Steam charts. They went absolutely through the roof, much higher than it was, ever was during release. We'll see. It, it sounds as if you actually want the game to sunset. No, no, no. I don't want the game to sunset. I'm just trying to temper expectations that Elite Dangerous as a game will last forever. And people should enjoy it as long as they enjoy it and not feel guilty for going on to a different game. Is what I'm oh, well, I mean, that is that is quite true. But my point was that, um, well, if, when they said that um, basically when Elite Dangerous comes to its end of its life, they have made assurances that the server-side tech will be made available to the community so that basically you can carry on playing it after the servers have gone offline. The first, thing I would do with, the first thing I would do with offline mode, if I got it, and I got my save, got the Elite Galaxy on my PC, mm. And just run on my PC, no network, just ran completely separate from anything else. The first thing I would do was get hold of a crack and give and really muck around with the ship. I don't know, give myself a seven thousand light year jump range or something silly like that. Just muck about with it is what I would do. Um, yeah, but that's the kind of thing that you would do. Personally, I wouldn't. I'd be quite happy just carrying on flying, heading out to the black, doing a Halo Jones. So but anyway, um, so we've been around this um, several times. So I think it's time uh, we draw this to a close. Uh, is there anything anybody would like to finally say? Oh, surprise, surprise, Shaz. <laughs> no, I, I was about to say, didn't we all do a really good job of spinning the show out an extra half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, well, that, I think Elite is doing really really well at the moment mm-hmm. and i'm feeling i'm at, i'm i'm feeling positive for the long term future of elite i want to there are things i want to see and i want to see how they evolve mm-hmm. but even if elite does not become the game or does not remain the game for me i think it will remain the game for more people in 2022 than it was for the number of people in uh, 2014. Okay. Um, Shan, you go next. I'm going to give Crash the last word. Yeah, I, I was about to say is that when we get such bored, tired, game, universe, story, trashing ideas as the Elite Plus Combat Rank, it shows a lack of imagination. Oh, dear. Right, Crash, what's your last point? <laughs> I, I'm just happy to see that my shares have tripled, so, uh, yeah, things are going well. <laughs> Fair enough. At least at least that's one uh, more point. Okay. Um, right, I think we shall move on. The Community Corner. Uh, so what has been the community been up to for the last week or so since we last saw them? Well, we've got a Dark Wheel update. The Dark Wheel has now arrived in Nine Puppets, the LFT 509 test site, and have won three out of four war- wars. They are also consolidating control of 86 MU Hercules. So um, I don't know where that actually puts them in their, their target scheme. 
Well, LFT509 is the, if anything is going to happen, we think it's going to happen here system. Right. So basically, once they get nine puppies and then get themselves expanding out of the nine puppies, the hope is maybe they'll find themselves in LFT509. Maybe, kind of. Or it could be a negative test and who knows. Is LF5, LFT509 a, a locked system, a permit locked? Yes. Ah, right, I see. We have we have no access to it and, you know... People have speculated it, that, I mean, that it, it's, it's... Oh... I can't remember. What was the name of that system that Sinclair's what, Mrs. went off to in Season 1 of Babylon 5? Where'd you call it? Like, Sigma957. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. Thank you, Shan. You know, it's a bit like there. Right, so you're expecting the walkers to be there, are you? Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> and the monster mash. And the monster <laughs> Not the monster mash. Um, now, someone has done an Alpha Phase 2 animation comparison. Oh, go on. Uh, you're not going to pronounce that. No, I'm not going to pronounce that. Pronounce... <laughs> Colin, you're Nen the host. Yen. Colin, you're the host. You have to pronounce it. Nandian Yen, I think it is. Nandian Yen. Okay, we're going to try that. I apologise if I've got that wrong, Nandian. Um, <laughs> I love what it actually means, though. I love it. You know, it's actually, you know, it looks glorious. And I think, however the hell you're meant to pronounce it, but it's just like, it's why. You know, I love the fact it's just basically his, what, his, his name is why, and I think that's an awesome name. <laughs> Oh dear. So um, he's created a great video comparing the FPS movement in Odyssey and compared it to modern FPS games. It's been um, hypothesized uh, that the lack of an apparent movement is actually to assist in enabling VR. The lack of animations currently might be because Frontier have two developing are developing two sets of animations, neither of which have been fully implemented as of yet. I mean, yeah, that is actually something that I I do have on my wish list is that at some point we get the full VR experience before, uh, you know, before the end of the year. Oh, have you seen any of Malik's Odyssey streams? Uh, I'm afraid I haven't yet. Um, I haven't had a, a, a chance to catch up with Malik. He's, he's done a couple of things where he's playing VR and pretty much kind of sort of playing Odyssey. Um, and Frontier haven't slapped him down because they went off and gave 4,000 people to him after today's after today's stream. Oh, right. So, so is that, oh, that's where they went, yeah. did they? they? They went off and raided Malik. Oh, right. Good for Malik. Yep. Um, let's see. Oh, yes. We've actually had an update from a certain Christopher Jarvis or Chris Jarvis. Uh, we've had an update on escape velocity. Now, for those of you who have been hiding under a rock, um, please go. Or haven't listened to the show for, or have only started listening to the show for about the past three years or something like that. I yes. Think. Right at the very beginning of the show, that we had a complimentary audio drama called Escape Velocity, as as uh, written by Chris Jarvis and performed by uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, volunteer uh, actors. Uh, and season four has been in development limbo for ooh, quite a while. I Almost think as long as Half Life Three. 
Yes. Um, and someone actually asked him a couple of uh, days ago if there was an ETA. And he's got, uh, he's, he's actually replied. So there isn't an ETA for uh, Escape Velocity Series 4, as all kinds of stuff is up in the air at the moment, as you'd imagine. Since the beginning of the pande- pandemic, he's been focusing entirely on doing audiobooks. Uh, I, read myself, uh, I read myself as tiny as the tiny, unventilated studio is not at all what you call pandemic safe. The other complication is that Escape Velocity was, and generally always has been, made with friends and acquaintances rather than open casting. In the huge amount of time, life has moved on, people have moved away, relationships have changed, and once the end of the pandemic seems more definite, I'll be sending out my primary cast, which is May, Curlick, Dallas, uh, the matriarch, the patriarch, and uh, Sarke, uh, to see who I've definitely got and who's definitely up for a return. Then it's a case of making sure that the scripts will fit who is available. So the conclusion of the story is coming. There's just a few practical issues that keep it from happening at the moment, mostly to do with um, the pandemic. Um, Shan, you wanted to... Yeah, I was just saying, um, I'm glad to, we're getting some update to... Uh... Escape Velocity has been far too long. But saying that, does anyone actually remember what it used to be like before the pandemic? Because I'm not sure I do anymore. No, I don't. I must admit, um, after a year and a, I think it's a year and a month now of of the lockdown, I'm, I'm actually scared of crowds. I never thought that would be, that would actually occur to me. But, um, it seems that if anybody does come within closer than a meter than me, especially if they're not wearing a mask, I begin to get really freaked out. <laughs> it's it it. I never thought I'd be in that kind of situation. It's going to be quite strange at LaceCon, isn't it? Seeing people in the flesh, so to speak. Yeah, I've, I do think people will remember how to talk to one another and not type. Well, just type. Uh, Phoenix Blue Blue O is saying the jokes on you. They've always been scared of crowds. <laughs> but it will be. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we don't know whether it would be maskless at LaveCon or whether, you know, or what the plan is past June. But. Well, the, the plan is, uh, apparently, according to the government, which, um, <laughs> yeah, it, June the 21st or, or Midsummer's Day is effectively when they expect us to go fully back to normal. Uh, as long I as I want weaning out, I want like half a mask or something like that, or you know, it's, I want I think, something. I think by back to normal, they mean there won't be restrictions, but certain things are going to become in a very common the new norm. I mean, back uh, to how it was last summer, maybe. No, um, supposed- I was actually I was talking to Frank Dion earlier and. Because as we as we know, at least he organises a lot of professional conve- conventions and things, and the hoops that all these conventions in July, August, October later are having to jump through to make sure they're safe as possible. Yeah, then, so they're, they're still having to do. It. We're back to normal. They are that they're still guidelines. Maybe would be the right word. I mean, yeah. I haven't been on a train for 18 months, you know, or any sort of public transport. I've always gone in the car. I've never, 
you know, if I was going into London now, well, I don't think I would. I think I'd drive, to be fair. I don't think I'd go on an underground train. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, we shall move on to other other things happening in the community. Um, the first thing, oh, we have a public service announcement. There is a fake elite dangerous Twitter account going about, which is, um, if you look at it, it's elite dangerous, but instead of the L in elite, they've got a capital I. And it is giving out basically misleading news. There's already been tweets supplied saying that the Odyssey has been delayed for a month and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's, it's t- a typical troll account. So we've, we just thought we should make people aware of it. Um, on a more positive note, Commander Kaboom's escapades have been reported in P- the PC Gamer magazine. He has managed... And I can't believe he's done this. He's managed 65,000 light years without ever using a fuel scoop. How did he do that? I don't get how he. I'm actually. No, I'm assuming he's not in a fleet carrier. Yeah. There's a little bit of new story behind that. So effectively, they uh, mapped out where there were other fleet carriers in the galaxy. Right. And kind of use them like waypoints to get around. So, I mean, technically, yeah, no fuel scoop, but yeah, still, lying. yeah. I mean, strictly speaking, you could transport your entire fleet without fuel scoop. You just go in yeah. your carrier. Yeah, a bit cheeky, yeah. but that's still, that's still one heck of a logistics exercise. Oh to yeah, plan. yeah. yeah. You've got but, the support network, don't you? Yeah. But to, to be fair, if like. It must be pointed out, he did actually have an anaconda which was racked full with fuel tanks. <laughs> and he did manage to get up to 10,000 light years on one one big fuel. The, ana- so. the anaconda diesel. Um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, to, to being a bit mischievous, if I knew he was coming and my fleet carrier was on the list, I'd move it. You would as well, wouldn't you? How? Why does that not surprise me? But of course, you know you're nice and friendly, and 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 you you'll always help a fellow commander, well, won't you? I, I'd want paying to move it back. You get paid. You just go off and charge him like three hundred percent or something like that. No, it's not the fun. You just want you just want the panic. Where is it? Where is it? All right, okay. <laughs> That's priceless, you know. Um, next up, we have Commander the Ritz. Now, he has gone and done a comparison of all the um, bullet velocities that are available in uh, Odyssey at the moment. He's gone and done quite, quite an extensive um, analysis. Uh, yes. Now, How did he work those out? Um, apparently, he... Uh, just reading this... Uh, he his methodology was to deploy an SRV, determine how far out the shield bu- bubble extends from the side of the SRV. It apparently sits four meters from the center of the vehicle. Move to a hundred meters away from the edge of the shield bubble. Fire a weapon at the shield bu- bubble. Uh, determine how many frames it took for the bullet to impact the shield, starting from when the bullet was fired, and calculate its flight time and velocity from that information. Um, he says it wasn't an exact process, but still, um, it does seem that um, our stuff, uh, the, the stuff in, uh, he's, he's done a comparison between uh, standard handguns uh, in 
in real life and uh, the weapons that we're using. And it, it does seem to me that um, our weapon, uh, modern day weapons are a bit faster, quite a bit faster, actually, than uh, the weapons that we'll be using in Odyssey. That's actually a pretty cool bit of analysis. Although, although I would have done it a different way. I'd have got one of you guys to go a distance and shot at you. And then I, um, but then you've got to take in the to um, tend to the fact that the the sound barrier of the of the word "ow" coming back from the commander to yourself. In order, to no, it wouldn't be an "ow." It'd be a death scream. But anyway, ah uh, yes. So does he? Does he? Does he say why he thinks the velocity of a Earthling handgun? No, he's just he's just for um, uh, just looked at at this at for a uh, just for a bit of fun analysis. Well, excuse me, fun analysis. Really, um, it looks like the weapons that we're using in um, Odyssey are half the velocity of uh, modern day weapons. So, I guess all it's got to do is puncture the suit, though, isn't it? Really, at least half. Um... I I, I I will speculate that the reason why they're this is to give us an opportunity to try and duck and dodge. Whereas if something's coming at coming at you, um, sort of like uh, basically a kilometer a second, yeah. you ain't gonna and, get out of the way of that. And that's the whole point of these guns. To duck and dodge, though, you've actually got to be able to react and dodge, taking into account latency. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I suspect the whole reason for them being slower than they really would be is pure gameplay. And see, this is the kind of gameplay bo bodge around I can accept, but mm -hmm. other people probably can't. It's like, you know, well, that's not realistic, and it just breaks their immersion. Does he take account of gravity, or is gravity irrelevant in this? Uh, he hasn't calculated gravity. <laughs> yeah. So, he, anyway, so could you, so I'm not curious about this now. So, Theoretically, then, if you're counting frames, you could work out whether the laser is as quick as a laser should be. No, it's not. The oh, so they slow the speed of light down as well. Yes, they are. These are a bit like the laser blasts that we see in Star Wars. Star Wars, rather than the laser yeah. blasts that you see in in, basically, in real life. It, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like phases, isn't it? Phases are practically instant, but. Um, but, you know, Star Wars blasters aren't. Yeah. Unless we're like the Flash or Quicksilver, where we can just sort of, like, silently move and turn around and watch the bullet flies by. No, we've got special slow space lasers. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, we'll give a shout-out to Commander Vintian, who is shaving his beard for special effect. In six weeks in aid of special effect, the big Viking beard that he's been growing for the last six months <laughs> uh, will be going. Um, he's had the first few virtual meetings from work and this six-month-long experiment has to come to an end. Beard, staying as it is, is not an option. Though, back to the short face fluff or chubby cheek hamster lookalike is in everybody else's hands now. So if you go to um, justgiving.com fundraising slash 21 beard gone by, 
you can make a contribution to uh, <laughs> to the shaving fund. Um, the the misses. His missus will be breathing a sigh of relief, and the dastardly deed will happen on Sunday the 30th of May. It will be videoed and shared for everybody to see. Do we get to pick? Well, should we, we get, get to, to pick what? Well, A, does he go full, you know, fully shaven, or B, beard? If he, and gets C over and thousand, if he raises over a thousand, he goes full shaven. But Yeah, but what about... There, we is, get interaction. there is interaction... Where on the stream we can pick, and he can like we on the live stream he's saying we can pick whether he's going to have an evil goatee for a bit, or you know, full on mutton chops and things like that. Oh right, so it's going to be one of those where you he decides. I'm but, putting my vote now. Is I want him to shave the word mug in his beard. That would be epic. I don't know how you'd actually be able to do that, but that would be epic. Well, um, oh, actually, don't you can think about it. You could, you could actually have mug written down each cheek, and then just shave the centre. M M G on each cheek, and then the <laughs> U in the middle or something. No, the U could be his mouth because you could open. There you go. Yeah. Um, Shan has put in a, a donation uh, and su suggest it. Yes, I think that that is great. If you want, if you want Commander Vintian to to have a mug in his face, <laughs> donate to special effect. We will, of course, will be supplying the link in the show notes. Uh, and finally, uh, we have the season one teaser for Rebuy Unlimited. Um, ben, do you want to take this one? Yeah, so Rebuy Unlimited we mentioned the other week, which is a machinima kind of thing for Odyssey that's got Alec Turner and Black Maze in it and things like that, and looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, obviously, you know, they couldn't do a lot while they're learning basically about how to film in Odyssey and what we what we get with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have worked out a episode one story, and mm. well, like any teaser, it tells us absolutely nothing. Cool, right? That that's that's good to know. Um, right uh, now, before uh, I call the shots for the end of the show, uh, does anybody have any other business they'd like to quickly bring up? No, I think I'm good actually. Do we know what time tomorrow? No. No. But it has been sort of either 11 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon in going by past performance. Wasn't last week, well, wasn't last one, it was about, th it was, they were aiming, it sounded like they were aiming for two, but got delayed by an hour or so. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. more importantly, will this show be out in time for the next phase? Well, that, that's between... I think that all depends how much editing we've given Paul Norman to do. <laughs> well, I was thinking, is that should the question not be then, when was it out? Right. Um, okay, then. I think we. I, I'm going to call it for the night then. Um, so we'll start with our shout-outs. Um, first of all, to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. Uh, they broadcast on a Thursday at uh, half past eight. Uh, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. 
For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. Uh, we're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year or so um, so we'll say hi to Loose Screws, Elite Week Flight Assist um, for the Spanish speakers, there's the Elite Cast there's the Canon Podcast the Fatherhood Podcast Squeaking Fuel, System Chat The Guard Frequency and Allograb AM uh, for those of you who want a literary discussion about science fiction books and f- and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by our station commander, Alan Stroud. And following this, we do have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Um, hopefully, she's managed to have a... She's been able to get her words out properly, which is ironic considering I'm the one saying it. <laughs> and thanks to all those who have chipped in the Twitch chat and to any in-games commanders that have buzzed either me or Ben. Um, I M- Miggles has luck. actually been here showing off the lovely um, Azimuth, something like that was, that, that paint oh, job, the, the new paint, the the new new paint, paint job's job. name. Yeah. And I mean, if you look on screen, it, it actually looks, he's got the white and red one and it does look glorious. I think yeah. Miggles gets the wall of shame this week. Why, why does he get the wall of shame? Because he hasn't killed Ben. Oh. He's been sitting in front of Ben all night, and he hasn't even shot him. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. I've been uh, just sat outside um, Jameson's not, memorial, oh, yeah. and um, nobody's bothered me. It's, it's, it's been quite pleasant, to be honest. But um, I'm still waiting for to see if I can get a tip-off mission while I'm uh, flying around Shinrata Desra. I haven't had. I, much I can give. I can give commands a tip-off mission. Uh, no, you can't, Shan, because you don't. Frog with unicorns. Yes. We'll also say special thanks to Commander Tokusov, who created the music for the introduction of the show. Now that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up on Facebook.com/slash Lave Radio. Tweet us at Lave Radio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io/slash Lave Radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to come out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Word of warning, it is shared with the Hunt and Orbital truckers, so um, yes. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 830 uh, British summertime and streamed at laveradio.com slash live so thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, thanks to Crash for uh, uh, dropping it by and special thanks goes to today's tech specialist Commander Ventura um, so until next time commanders fly safe but if you can't do that, fly dangerous
Forget the Uranus talk. This is the new outro in action. You've been dying for something to replace your Uranus. <laughs> According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. That sounds like every climate summit for the last 10 years, doesn't it? Brilliant. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? I don't know. I'm quite attached to this one, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think that is the truest thing I've heard you say. Uh, and no, Shan. Oh, okay. Well, I'll start with the, 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 the positives. Yeah, that, that butt clenching really was awesome. Right. Interesting. Um, personally, for me, um, I was just actually glad to see it going to be burnt in my brain forever. This, uh, Good stuff. Galnet News Digest, 27th of April, 3307. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, cloning commanders causes concern. The Emperor, who backed a republic. Opposition grows to federal arrests. Don't forget your fuel scoop. Ethical concerns have been raised over the cloning of large numbers of actual commanders for the fourth and final part of the Odyssey Galaxy Simulator testing programme. Having successfully concluded the first three parts of the test, the commanders created during the testing have been humanely euthanized and will be recycled into a tasty and nutritious green snack. Some human rights campaigners have expressed their concerns over the short lives these test commanders lived, but the Pilots' Federation has explained that although their lives were short, they were given lots of interesting things to do, and their brief lives were fulfilling. Climbing the Wall of Death Getting into each other's SRVs Failing to surf a Cobra into orbit Attempting to drive SRVs along the slightly too narrow roads in settlements Vultures on fire in the Pegasi sector, the sand glittering on the dark moons of a Ditian C9. All those moments, the brief friendships, have been lost in time, like missions that couldn't be completed because they were bugged. Time to cry. In frustration. Now, the Pilots' Federation is repeating the exercise for a further week of testing, starting within a few hours, but this time it's making cloned copies of real commanders. These commanders will have the same memories, thoughts and feelings as the real commanders, and they won't even be aware that they're clones. They'll have their spaceships, all of them, not just one as initially planned, and they'll live their brief lives totally unaware that on the 5th of May they'll return to the clay from which they were made or rather, into more of that delicious green snack that commanders just can't get enough of. 
The initial plan was that these clones would have a brief two-day lifespan, but this has been extended to a week after campaigning organisations successfully argued that such a short life would be inhumane. The results of all this testing on cloned human subjects will be revealed on the 19th of May, when commanders, real commanders, not clone commanders, will finally be allowed to get up and walk about. Unless, of course, they're using the PS or Xbox flight control systems, which will be modified to work with legs over the coming months. The revelation yesterday that would-be Emperor Hadrian Duval may be behind the revolutionary wing of the militant Republican movement, known as the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, has caused confusion among those who like logical explanations. Hadrian Duval's first, some might say only, objective in life is to become Emperor of the Empire of Achenar. So backing a political group that seeks to abolish the role of Emperor completely and have elected rather than hereditary senators might seem a less than shrewd move. Hadrian, whose surname at birth was Jansen, styles himself Imperator, after Imperator Caso Modanticus, the power-hungry imperial duke who tried to take advantage of Hadrian's blood ties to the late Emperor Hengis to make a play for the imperial throne. Duke Mordanticus was executed in 3305, but Hadrian escaped justice and was recently believed to have been reconciled with the imperial family, the Duvals, with Princess Ashling successfully pleading his cause. Has Ashling really aided the man who killed her father? Can it really be that isolationist, imperial traditionalist and hardliner Hadrian Duval has really thrown in his lot with the Republicans? Is he a scapegoat? Or, perhaps more likely, is he being framed by imperial authorities to justify wiping the remains of his inconvenient Nova Imperium faction off the face of the galaxy? With Hadrian accused, there are still NMLA members on the loose and ready to cause trouble. The arrest of Hadrian, if and when it happens, provides an excuse for further caustic enzyme fireworks. The galaxy had better be on its guard. Opposition to the Domestic Counter-Terrorism Act is growing stronger, as further arrests of students and other alleged activists continue. The Act and the Proactive Detection Bureau it enshrines in law use automated systems to intercept and monitor electronic communications within the Federation, and then to arrest anyone suspected of harbouring seditious thoughts. With the extension of the Bureau's remit that has just been announced, there are concerns that the Federation might be turning into a police state, with independent thoughts and opinions banned by law. Pilots Federation members are growing concerned that there might be a community goal to gather private data and turn it in to the federal authorities. Yes, it would pay well, but could it be morally justified? In other community goal news, Archon Delane has announced that his five new Orbis starports will be operational from Thursday, expanding the reach of the Kumo crew and painting targets on the backs of the very commanders who facilitated the programme by shipping in vast amounts of building materials. And Aegis Research is believed to be working on new Guardian weapons technology using the Guardian materials supplied by so many independent commanders. Like Archon Delane's appeal, this appeal has ended early, with the required 400,000 assorted Guardian artefacts delivered 
in less than six days. The excitingly named Commander Kaboom has flown all the way to Beagle Point without a fuel scoop. Journalists covering the case became a little confused by this, explaining that Commander Kaboom achieved his feat without equipping a single fuel scoop. A single fuel scoop being, in fact, the maximum number of fuel scoops you can equip. But it was a worthwhile voyage. Setting out on an exploration trip one day, a little absent-mindedly, Commander Kaboom had already travelled nearly 10,000 light-years before he noticed he'd completely forgotten to equip a fuel scoop, and he wasn't going to turn round and drive all the way home for it, not with Commander Mrs. Kaboom in the passenger seat, just waiting to say, I told you so, so he pressed on. Commanders have previously managed to fly from the bubble to Colonia without a fuel scoop by filling the ship with fuel tanks, jumping in economical mode, and generally being awesome. Commander Kaboom who was by this time completely lost on the Colonia Highway, was pretty sure he'd missed the turning for the last gas station before Jacques Station hit upon a wizard wheeze at this point. There are mobile gas stations everywhere in the galaxy now. If you wait long enough, one of them is sure to come along in a minute. Or an hour, or two, or a bit longer. Waiting sometimes for up to two weeks for an obliging fleet carrier with refuelling facility to come within striking distance, Commander Kaboom <laughs> seized the opportunity to deny he was lost, filled up with fuel and pressed onwards. And he kept going. Rather than stop at Colonia, our intrepid commander kept going in a straight line, still afraid to admit to command... <laughs> took Commander Mrs. Kaboom that he was now completely and totally lost and had been holding his map upside down. Commander Kaboom finally reached the furthest system from Sol on the furthest side of the galaxy, Isham's Reach. Even at this last opportunity to save himself, Commander Kaboom boldly and entirely incorrectly asserted that he knew where he was now and continued supercruising out into the dark emptiness of space beyond the outermost reaches of the galaxy. It is likely that we'll hear no more from Commander Kaboom for some time to come. Having created this precedent for slightly dodgy first commander to do something without a fuel scoop but still be willing to refuel at fleet carriers' records, the fuel rats are bracing themselves for a flurry of new record attempts for things like first person to beagle point in a stock sidewinder without a fuel scoop but with 6,000 fuel rat callouts. The possibilities seem endless. But of course... Anyone can get from the bubble to Beagle Point in a stock sidewinder, no fuel scoop, with no trouble at all. All you need to do is land on the right fleet carrier. And wait. And we're just getting news that the first person to travel from Seoul to Beagle Point without even owning a ship is already making their plans. Hitching rides, hopping from ship to ship on the surface of distant planets, teaming up with commanders from all over the galaxy, if they set out on May the 19th, the so-called physical multi-crew explorers could be at Beagle Point by Friday the 21st. That, of course, is if they don't find themselves floating alone in the darkness of space, when the ship they're in jumps to the next system without them. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.
The Red Planet Taxi Service have recently moved into the luxury liner market, and their flagship, Big Red Taxi, has been plying the space lanes in Wolf 25 for some weeks now. We join Trace and Chantal in the food prep area on board. All right, Chantal, do business class and you do luxury this time, all right, babe? Tea, coffee, coffee, tea, tea, coffee, coffee, tea, tea, coffee, tea, madam. Friendly, madam, enjoy your tea, madam. Tea, coffee, coffee, tea. Oh, could I have an orange juice, please? Tea, coffee. Coffee, tea. Oh, yes. But I'd like an orange juice if I could, please. Tea, coffee, coffee, tea. Oh, okay. Uh, tea then, please. Tea, sir. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your tea, sir. Tea, coffee, coffee, tea. 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 Oh, you get all sorts here. Smells like it too. Mirth, horrible stains, marigolds. What's that? There you go. Donkey dick. It says here. Next. My dear man. Cox. Like an obese child. No. Teabag. What's that? What's It's the 34th century. What's that? Patient. Nada. Sounds majestic, because it is, Michelle. This is beyond Dockers. Beyond Dockers, a mockumentary podcast available at bs-dockers.com. Also on iTunes.